Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 125 of Radio Hot Lap. A m- epic, an epic episode. Epic in episode. The, in Ooh. the area of digital media publishing. <laughs> Radio Hot Lap, that uh, light-hearted podcast that takes a look at motorsport. National and international. Cool emerging technologies. And gadgets. Barbecues. And good food. Casseroles. And anything else you can manage. Teppanyaki barbecues, which have been going on. Teppanyaki again. It is It is Teppanyaki time. It's spring, JP, and mm. welcome to the show here on the 7th of September. On a Monday, Johnny, for a change. How I'm, are you? Uh, mate, and that, it's weird because it's your AFD. It is, and I'm drinking a light beer. Well, you brought <laughs> so a bottle I have of, to have AFD tomorrow, And you I? brought a bottle of... Um, Hollick. Hollick. What a load of What's Hollicks. his first name? <laughs> B. Alco. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> what are you drinking, anyway? A James Bogues Premium Light, which I've never had before. Very good. So if you've got to drink light beer, you've got to try them all. I was actually having a, a red from a Macclesfield, one of the reds that uh, John Strook oh, yeah, from Ben brought there. Uh, creates. It's a bit of a an upper cut or undercut or something anyway. She's a bit of a Monday night cheapie. Half cut. When <laughs> Maybe you later. It. But uh, it, it actually works quite well with the... the the steaks he's been bringing out, you'll find them at Foodland in a little blue sort of packaging. What, Benbrook steaks? Benbrook steaks. And you're kidding. Mate, look, I'll tell you're you kidding me, old chap. they are. Viewers, I'm going to the fridge. He's going to the fridge, viewers. I'm going to the fridge. He's going to get the packaging out to show me the Benbrook steaks. No, they've been stolen. Is he competing now with the. Um, uh, what's that mob that the Alma? You know, we carry on about the Alma steaks. There you go. Oh, yeah, here we they, go. They look pretty damn Premium cool. grass-fed fillet. Yes, they look like the porterhouse. And, um, and, and Johnny's only bought them because they're reduced to clear viewers. <laughs> but that's all right. But you would say, JP, <laughs> that they're always better after the use-by date. Oh, absolutely. What's the story with meat being after the use-by date? Okay, well, the, where is the use-by date ruling coming from? The use-by date ruling's just the general rule of thumb that if you keep it in the fridge, it starts going a bit manky after a while. So they have to. Hello, dogs. Funny, the dogs, dogs turns up yeah, just, when just when I've got meat in my hand. Completely hermetically sealed. Too, yeah, yeah, but she can still smell. Look, yes. isn't that amazing? Yeah. So the use-by date's just a load of crap, I reckon. Personally, I mean, if you buy an aged steak in a good restaurant, it could have been sitting there for three months, hanging there, nice and thick ones, aren't they? they? Are. And good marbling. Lots of marbling. They look like they'd be a pretty damn good steak. I reckon on, the bar- on a barbie, they just go absolutely a treat. So. So I was saying about the the the, um, the Alma steaks that we rave about. They're from uh, they've got the guy on the head chef from there now on the radio um, promoting this Dariada uh, beef, which is from the Coonawarra, and they've now got their own store out at Northfield apparently, and they're selling their steak direct to the public. So it's all getting very um, cutthroat in the steak business. This uh, show tonight brought to you uh, by Dan Murphy's. Um 
uh, they uh, haven't got the bill yet, but they will be. Oh, right. And, uh, the, you know... We're sponsored, or, or, are we? Apparently. Is that right? Apparently. And, and product well, will where's, flow. Where's the free product? Well, mate, it's, it's coming. You know, oh, it's right. it's post-event uh, free product. Post-event free product. Right, after okay. the... Yep, gotcha. But, uh, yes, fair. I'm having one of those... Um, Little sneaky reds from Macclesfield. Now following up then with uh, a nice 2004 Shiraz cab sav that you yourself have very generously brought along I tonight, uh, the courtesy of uh, Mr. Alcoholic. That's right. From the good old Coonawarra, talking about the Coonawarra. Would have been a segue if we didn't need one. Mate, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Who wants there has to start? In the background. You want to be you want to be talking about it? We have to go back to I suppose Spa. Formula One. Should we go to Spa? Should we go I to think Spa? We should. I think we should. Do you want to start it off, or are you going to make me do it? No, you can start it off. That's all right. I'll just interject and be a pain in the ass. <laughs> no, as you, you do it. All right. Well, it was a, a very interesting race. No doubt about that. Rubens Barrichello looked like he was uh, going to have a good result and then uh, stalled it on the grid. So ended up, what did he end up, seventh, was it? So bit of a bit of a long, hard slog for him. But apparently he doesn't seem that bothered. And he reckons he's up for a fight because he knows that uh, from a Braun perspective, it's going to be between him and Jensen. And uh, obviously, because of the results and the fact that Jensen didn't finish, um, there's going to be uh, a, they're going to get closer and closer. And then, of course, you've got to add in the fact that uh, Lewis didn't finish either. And so um, that sort of promotes, I suppose, the fight between Braun and Red Bull. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be... It, it was an interesting race. Well, without um, a doubt, like, the star of the race had Fisicala. to be... Uh, yeah, Jink, Fisicala a, taking a the doubt. pole for, um, for Force India. And then um, managing to get second spot as well. With a really, really superb drive, no doubt about that. Was really the only only team, I think, to be able to challenge uh, challenge Kimi Raikkonen. And yes. after a bit of a, you know, the first lap debacle going up... Uh, into, well, it was a... Okay, heading up it? into the Ardennes. Yep. Uh, oh, a bunch of cars were in the Yeah, adversary into the side of bloody Hamilton. And What's interesting Grosjean. is that for two races in a row now, both Weber has been out of the points, and that's been neutralising some of his, his value. He's now fallen down to fourth in the championship. Yes. And, and, and Button came back, I think, to, to maybe snag one point previously in, in the previous race at Valencia. Yep. Isn't it funny how, at this point of the season... You know, if any of those guys got a leg up on each other, it would have changed their their you know their strength in the world championship. But they haven't, which has now led Vettel and um, I don't know. There are some other tosser is third. Come up. <laughs> Who is it? I can't remember. Whatever. We haven't, but heard, no, you're we right. haven't heard of him before. Um, and the interesting thing about all of that is, of course, that there was an article uh, I read on the weekend that basically said it was an interview with Weber, and Weber sort of basically said. I reckon that the championship is going to go right down to the wire. Everybody's so close. Different cars suit different circuits. And um, it will be decided on the last race. Well, I think that's probably the case. And I still think Weber's got a very good good chance. Look, they, you know, they had a, a, couple of, a couple of bad runs uh, with Valencia and, and with Spa. That's just disappointing. And you're having to get a drive-through penalty there. I, I didn't see the whole fine details of it. So you, you know, you'll have to go, go to watersport.com to, to work it all out. But um, Luca, my mate, yep. uh, who's just, you know, I'm not going to badmouth, despite no. coming last. Again. Um, he's consistent. He is. He's very consistent. He and can always do those slow lap times. Because lap of his, after lap. Because of his consistency and Fisichella's uh, great drive, 
He's now got the drive at Ferrari. Well, Fussy has been given the drive at Ferrari, and uh, and, and it was very nice of uh, the Force India boss, VJ Malia, to go, I wouldn't stand in the way of this. Well, of yep. course he wouldn't stay in the way. Well, well, he owns £15 million pounds to Ferrari for his engine programme from <laughs> last right. year. So, of course, not that there's so, any commercial implications. You don't think they would have done a deal or anything then? No, 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 no of course not. No, no, You'll no, never no eat curry again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your life will be full yeah. of kingfisher yeah, while, while we're on Formula One, we should, Renault, be having, should we, we should be having a kingfisher beer, shouldn't we? We should be having a king. We haven't got any. Please yeah. send kingfisher beer. Raul, where is you? Kingfisher, quick. Well, they do that at Dan Murphy's. Do they? Yeah. We'll be getting the case I've seen it there. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, you know what I want? I want to go on that. There's a stellar promotion at the moment. Is and it? You can go and be a sort of a playboy in Europe. Oh. And if you... Do a bit of scratching on the bottle. Uh, you can do a bit of sniffing over there. <laughs> Basically, it's sniffing. It's first class on the Eurostar yeah. to Paris for a nasty. So you fly into London, obviously. Business class from yeah. Australia to yeah. on a, one of their airlines to, to London, correct? And then Eurostar first class over to Paris. Mm. Stay there. Then you drive a. Okay, what's the deal? That's oh, right, private plane down to... Well, you don't drive the private plane, private do you? Private plane goes down to... And that's quite true. Yeah. I think it's... <laughs> it's not Nice. It's, um... It's around from Nice. It's further it's somewhere around. It's near more Marseille or something. Right. That wouldn't be that far around. It's like where Lars lives, like Agay, you know, Saint-Tropez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort right of thing. And, um, anyway, then next stage after that, a woody speedboat... A woody. Yep, with cardboard cutouts of 1950s movie characters. Mm. You know? Like, like that Woody Hepburn. speedboat that... Um, 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 but you know the... Raiders of the Lost Ark bloke drove that, in the that, second movie. Yep, that's it. And cruise across round to uh, to uh, Monte Carlo, to, well, to, to Monaco. Yeah. Uh, for a, a, a relatively expensive dinner and a bit of a flutter. Mm. And... And then um, from there, another um, a train or something exotic up to up to Brussels, yeah. I think, which is the where um, Stella comes from. It's yeah, a Belgian, Belgian beer. Yeah, Belgian and beer. where yeah, you yeah. do the nine-point pour, or the nine-step pour, and that is pour of beer, not yep. pour of dog, yep. to allow uh, you to you know be assessed whether you're any good at it, and the best one gets... Uh, 50 grand or something like that. Is that right? Anyway, it's a pretty cool That's website. Right. Uh, StellaChallenge.com, Stella brought to you by Dan Murphy's this week. Now, to get back to what I was saying, when we were talking about Stella and I said about Dan Murphy's stock we, in... Um, we haven't gone off spot. Kingfisher. No, we haven't. We're still talking Formula One. That's all right. I was yeah, just yeah. getting back to it. Well, you, you've got some more specific... Yeah, well, go on, go on, go on. Go on. I've been writing well, so, it down. There's been so much going on, Jake. Well, there has. So, anyway, what I was going to say was that... Um, Renault are apparently in trouble now. Well, they are in trouble, it appears. That, From the uh, Singapore Grand Prix? Correct. Now, the Singapore Grand Prix is just about the next one coming up on the calendar, and Hefer Gua will be going up there. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to find a media pass for me to go and a, and a bed to crash in. Um, I don't know what the time is going to be like with all this other stuff going on, but that would be very cool. But yes, it appears that, that Renault has, been summoned, has something to answer for. The FIA World Motorsport Council has summoned them to uh, Paris on the 26th of September to explain why the possibility of uh, Nelson Piquet... Uh, junior. No, you can't call him junior anymore. He didn't like that. I don't care whether he likes it or not. His father was Nelson Piquet. He's Nelson Piquet Junior. 
But he said, drop the gene. It was deliberately asked to crash his car mm. in order to create a safety car period, which would have then uh, helped Alonso, who did go on to actually win the race. He did, and they also reckon that when Alonso started, he was fueled really low, so they knew that he was going to need a fuel stop very, very early on in the race. And that coincided very beautifully with the fact that not only did Nelson PK non-junior crash, but he crashed in a part of the track where there was no crane. So instead of just being able to hook, hook his car up and get it out <laughs> of the way... It's a pretty far-fetched concept. Well, hey, and, um, Obviously, people have been looking and, and thinking about it. Well, so the radios are like the, you the never transcripts. Know. Everyone knows, knows what's going on. I think that's a very far-fetched concept, JP. But nonetheless... Stranger uh, things have happened with this Formula One. Politics. That's, that's it. So that's a, that's, a, that's a bit odd. Now, uh, F1 refugee, the filthy Frenchman. Uh, yeah, I know. Didn't he have a good result? Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Bordet. What do you do all day? That's right. <laughs> Paul Ryan. And he got mate. 100,000 euros. He did. In Seville. Well, come on. Hey, oh, oh, you've you done go. the research. Now, you've printed the stuff out. Yeah. I've only made notes. It's only fair you go for Well, Because he didn't think, qualify before, well. No, before we get into the actual race and, and how he went, we should actually step back a couple of steps and remind the viewers that International Paulie, Looked after this series last the year. The Super League formula. That the is Super League the, formula. That is the racing formula, which used identical cars. Yes. Made by, I think, Dallara chassis, are they? Um, well, they Rainer. were originally Don, uh, Don's last they're, year. They're Panos engines, oh. but they are do- either Dallara or Reynard chassis. But uh, the, the from a franchising point of view, each of the football, the soccer football teams... Yes, um, European like, football Like Galatasaray, um, um, or AC Milan, yep. subscribed... To, to the whole concept and went, okay, well, we're going to buy one of these cars, we're going to run all this sort of stuff and da 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 and do the merch and, and everything like that. So real racing car drivers, not soccer drivers, soccer no, players. No, 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 it's very, uh, it's very cut, cut and thrust racing, no doubt about that. But all, all the sponsorships of each of the cars are by major teams. So yep. Liverpool are on top at the moment. But getting back to my initial thing, so International Paulie did this and, and we were talking about it a reasonable amount last year. But, of course, now he's gone back to the US and... Uh, Got involved with the uh, the boys at Acura. Well, he's involved with Acura, with mm. Pat Patron, Highcroft Racing, with David Brown and right. Scott Sharp in so, the American Le Mans series. Yeah. So we've not touched on this quite so much, but I'm still getting all the media releases and everything else. And I thought it was... There was a media release, obviously, about a week and a half ago that said that Bordet was... No, it got out of Formula One, yes. What do you do? But he was going to he was gonna, he was gonna uh, have a drive. And uh, Sevilla, I think, is that how you pronounce the Spanish club's name? Sevilla? Yeah, they're, they're quite uh, orange. Seville, so Sevilla, but Sevilla, I presume, is how it's pronounced. They're like an um, Arnott's biscuit. But, yeah, so a very, very... Uh, the Arnott's used to make a biscuit called Sevilla, and it was really quite a nice round biscuit with, like, sort of crinkly edges and white sort of crispy coating on it and little chunks of, of, of uh, like, um, smashed-up orange... Lifesaver. Smashed that orange Lifesaver? On the top, yeah. Really? Yeah, they were really cool. Like they had a little crunchy so orange. And then they obviously. come out with a lemon and lime version as well. And where are they now? Well, the, <laughs> you'll have to go to the TV show. <laughs> oh, well. So anyway, so Bordet didn't have a great um, practice. You're quite correct. Um, and then in Foxy, the Foxy, was he? Well, I don't know. I think it just took him a while to get lulling everyone into a false sense of French security. Mm, Whether he just wanted to get in the the groove. However, Adrian Vales, who's been uh, leading the whole thing for Liverpool, 
And, you know, PLM's a big Liverpool fan, so uh, oh, I have to keep up with that. Um, he's still miles in front because he had a good result. He came second. Um, or third, I think. He, uh, was third? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I didn't hear this from International, but he had uh, others, the people who are doing the marketing now, have said, look, this is the, this is the place for ex-Formula 1 drivers, and that just shows maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, with uh, Antonio Pisonia, um, Giorgio Pantano, yeah, and uh, Enric Bernaldi, yep. who I think went out. Who was that? Uh, Helena Dokic. Oh, was that Helena Dokic? Was yeah, it? Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. It, 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 it okay. wasn't. It wasn't Bernard Gachot, the capsicum sprayer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he got a shitty cab ride home. <laughs> mm. Yes, interesting. Very interesting. 100k, they'd be mm-hmm. spewing, wouldn't the rest of the go, come in here, you filthy yeah, Frenchman. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Take your money. Yeah, you bloody Formula uh, One refugee. There you go. Waltzing in here and winning around. How dare you? But yeah, good on him. Why not? Ross Braun's been in a bit of shit. Uh oh. He has. He's, he's been, been in the Braun stuff. It was more. Not, <laughs> <laughs> he, left, he left Team Brown car park <laughs> yeah. to only be caught in the Devon. The Fritz. The Fritz. <laughs> Speeding in the Fritz. 120 mile an hour, he was caught in uh, in Devon in his E320. Um, and uh, on a place to a place, on the way to a place called Oakeyhampton. Do you know that? Oakhampton. Oak, with an OK. Oakhampton. In fact, there used to be a, um, a steam engine named after uh, that place because the Poms used to, that was Great Southern Rail in, the, in, uh, in England. And uh, they used to name all their uh, steam engines after the places they went to in the south of England. And that was Oakhampton. Went to court and they decided, look, we're not going to um, uh, take your licence off you. You'll have a fine and mm-hmm. uh, six demerit points. And uh, he had said, look, I'm late for an appointment. Yep. And said he was very sorry. Well, as he would be. So he's off. Because he got caught. <laughs> but he's off. <laughs> Team Brown gets off. That's, that's not fair, is it? Well, I mean, I don't mind. What about all them other poor businessmen who, who aren't Ross Brown, who get caught and don't what, get off? What are their names? You know, well, the other businessmen like, who are in a hurry for like a meeting. Michael you McGurk. Know. Yeah, maybe. That got shot the other day in Cremorne. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he was he in a hurry get to get off, the cop he? shop, wasn't he? Wasn't he dobbing people in? I mean, he's in trouble. He's not in trouble anymore. There's one way to solve a $10 million debt, I suppose, isn't it? Hmm. Do you know that... Uh, Valentino Rossi mm. was actually being considered for the Ferrari drive. Seriously considered. Seriously. He was there, as they say in Europe, in the frame, JP. In the frame. In the frame, like the frame mm. of reference. Wow. Well, well, as it turned out, Valentino it was, you know, uh, quite rightly so, saying, look, I'm, I'm working on another... Working on another... Um, MotoGP title. Well, he is. And, and, and my next one up on to the it. weekend too. My next one up to it, so... Yep. Turned it down. But he represented for the Tafosi, the, mm-hmm. uh, the fans of Ferrari, and uh, the nation, and the brand itself, a perfect candidate. Oh, absolutely. So I think we will be seeing, um, at the very least, um, him coming down for a Maranello Motorsport Day. You reckon? I think so. Mm-hmm. At the very least... Very nice. More Formula One. More mm. bloody Formula One. How can we do 
doing so much Formula One tonight? Uh, because, well, I think Formula One's just it's it's just there at the moment, isn't it? You know, there's a bit of interesting stuff. Then that the Toyota has come along and said, look. We're not going to um, we're not going to pull out of F1. We're not going to do a surprise and piss everyone off like uh, Honda has done, yep. and BMW has done, and perhaps Renault may do. And depending on the outcome of uh, Nelson Piquet Junior, or not rather Nelson Piquet Junior, because he was just a pawn in it, but on that yep. uh, that race fixing scenario. But um, no, they've affirmed their com- uh, their time in Formula One. They'll be continuing to do that, although. There will be some budget cuts, and that also um, implies that they're going to look at another program. They're hinting, I think, at, uh, and it makes sense that with Peugeot coming back to uh, Le Mans series, yes, or, and Le Mans Twenty Four Hour, and winning, I think Toyota is going to be heading back there as well, and maybe some of the people that will cut be cut from the Formula One program will so be transferred over to the Le Mans again? program. That'll be for two thousand and ten because uh, eleven. Because I don't think the regulations, and obviously going to be diesel cars. So um, you reckon and, they'll use that new uh, that new Lexus, or they'll just design something from the ground up? No, I, well, I don't know about what the chassis is going to be. Well, I mean, but that's consider what I'm about that Lexus because, chassis that, that for that super sports car that they've put together with all the aero and everything. I would have thought that would have made a great base for them <coughs> to uh, just uh, stick some different running gear in. But there you go. Or it could be even more um, high-end sort of hybrid technology. Yep. Because uh, Toyota's been behind that. It's been pretty ugly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like they have been doing it. <laughs> oh, and while we were talking very quickly about Fissy Keller getting that, uh, that drive, you've got to remember that this, oh, this weekend we've got... Uh, I nearly <laughs> what have you away. got under there? <laughs> JB's hiding something. There's something under there. Something's going to come out at the end of the show, viewers. Um, Is it edible? You've just It could be. It um, is. is going to be the first Italian to drive a Ferrari at the team's home race at Monza since Ivan Capelli in 1992. Can you believe that? Was Ivan Capelli driving? He wasn't driving. He was driving a, a, a sort of a bluey green Leighton House Marsh. Yeah, but he did. He, he did drove. Capelli step up to drive... Mm. Uh, did Ivan Capelli step up to drive Ferrari? Yeah, he was driving Ferrari. He drove well, he Ferrari was only here last year seasons. with Rod Wilson driving that uh, that Maserati Trofeo at the Australian mm. GT Championship right. in Melbourne. And there we were having a drink with him and then Guja. Well, there was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How about that? What a segue. Amazing. So how far they have fallen. What do you want to talk about now, then? <laughs> from, from Formula One <laughs> driving to having a chat with us over a drink. Yeah, yeah very fallen totally from grace. Do you think it is? Whoever she is. I mean, we're, well, do you know, oh, no, we could be a bit early for it. But um, bit early look, for what? okay, something's arrived in the mail the other day. You know, it, there's been a couple of people that have been sending us a bit of stuff. Is this in, in the mail or the email or both? Mail. In the mail, mail and the email. And I, I tell you, I can't get my head around it. You can't. There's these people that were previously in Queensland and now they're in Melbourne. They've been driving fast cars between these places. And have they? I don't know what this is. It's unreal. And they're not driving, and they're driving fast, they're not flying. No, it's unfathomable, JP, and also mm-hmm. unverifiable. But what's turned up is not just for you, yeah. or me, but yeah. the rusty sausage dog. The dog's a, got one um, too. What is it? Some, some of these, these, these decals. Now, we, we won't go on and tell, say anything about the brand at this point, but... It starts with a J, though. <laughs> Lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit too... It's right. actually a little What's bit. That little it, bit there? I, they couldn't have done a bigger one, could they? Well, and obviously not. Uh, something. Oh, Airways, Jezza Airways. Oh, these come out with it. There you go. <laughs> so we, we, we don't, don't know why we just why the hell's quickly. going on here. Mm. Jezza Airways. 
We don't fly. We just drive really quickly. The silhouette bothers me a bit. What, what bothers me is they're not big enough. Well, they're frigging huge. But <laughs> the silhouette bothers me. That little kicked up tail. It's not a Mitsubishi 380, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what, the good thinking, JP. But, um, look, you've got to go online. What is it? Facebook.com forward slash captain dot I just don't know what... They sound like lovely people. Yeah. I don't, but I don't know what it's all about. Well, they just like the show. Well, I know. They said that. And but they also said they do big signage and stuff. And they've sent us these decals. And we've been looking for someone to do short-run decals for us. Some of them, something bigger than this. So... You know, because these aren't you, big enough. We could have found a source. I mean, yeah. these aren't big enough, are they? Well, no, no, no. For, no. for what? An A380? <laughs> They're not big enough for the back of a truck. You'd never be able to read that much. <laughs> Please phone this number. I'm on, my, my, drive, my driving standards are being observed. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's, uh, we're very thankful for them to yeah. send it to us. And uh, thank you, uh, Jezza from Jezza Airways. Yeah. Do you but, think he has uh, a bell? <laughs> well, but WTF. Can we ring it? Jezza Bell? What? No, WTF, get out of here. Oh, all right. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we found some someone to do free decals. Well, yeah. we didn't say free. Decals or decals? Low cost. Decals. What, I think they, isn't we, that we, the American um, way they say decals? What do we usually charge them about? They, about $12 per decal they have to send us for us to allow them to send them to us. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I think that's what the previous rate was. Mm, okay. Uh, well, you need some, we need some Radio Hotline ones, actually. Funnily enough, because we've only got them couple of old hot lap ones, and my last one went with the old WRX, so I haven't got one for the new Rex. There was a bit of a fuck up. Uh oh, balls up, you mean? Because we don't swear. (laughs) There was a fuck up in Montreal Mm. the week before last. We haven't had a chance to talk about that. Where Marcus Ambrose got together with Carl Edwards Mm. in the Aflac. That's an insurance sponsor in America with a duck, a duck, duck's head logo. The uh, okay. Delara in the Grand Am race. Well, it, poor old Carl. I mean, he just doesn't seem to have to do anything right on a Saturday, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he touched the ripple strip and the thing gassed up and destroyed the car on the warm-up lap. Well, that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, Marcus Ambrose was, was pretty up, pretty pleased about it. And obviously, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 I mean, no, he's been, he wasn't <laughs> pleased about it, but he was pleased about it. He didn't crash it. Yes. And he was extremely... Um, Friendly to the one, uh, what is it, 1HD? Yeah, 1HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will they pay us something soon? Who, Lee Diffie? No, Lee Diffie's speed. Oh, is he? He's over there. I was sitting here. He's over there with 1HD then. It was like like Paul Ryan's Bucks party. Oh, that's why I was thinking. With Calvin Fish and Lee Diffie. Yeah, Yeah. I thought the last thing we're going to be Crusher all coming. If it looks Diffie. I only had a small screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was uh, pretty unfortunate. I thought I just think it was a case of you know, Carlos just got caught out on cold tyres on a greasy half half wet half dry circuit, yeah, so and bad, and you know, and the car just sort of dialed up and went into the fence so, and uh, on the warmer. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think Crash has been helping Marcus much lately because Marcus seems to be pretty up spec and, and he's pretty helping happy himself. with doing doing good stuff. He is. You know, he's doing really well. Not to say that Crash is doing a bad bad job. You oh. know, like. I mean, we're innovating. And I mean, if you were to read, if you were to read, like uh, Auto Action Episode 
episode, episode thirteen fifty six. Of all, um, you find a, um, a couple of pages in there here on on, on Uncle Al. 16 and 17, and going on to say, what an unbelievable job we do. Well, does he uh, does he uh, read as boringly as he talks, according to that bloke from Western Australia? <gasps> Shut up, I'll read you back. <laughs> no, it's a good article. It is a good article. He even mentions you by name. I know. What goes I, on there? I'll stop it. How much did you pay? <laughs> Too much. Well, how much hasn't he paid you is probably a more pertinent <laughs> question. It's both. <laughs> how many iPhones you didn't give him? <laughs> That's right. Sorry. Sorry, Al. But you will, be, to that. you will be giving him an iPhone <clears> by <throat> the end of the show. By the end of the show? Right. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, in this day and age, you just have to take it on. You know, you got, you know, now that you've refused to provide it at full, you know, owning the whole cost, he's, he's now he said, I'm happy to take it at half price. <laughs> So I want you to so log we're in on. negotiation. No, no. I want you to log on to apple.com and press the button, buy now. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I'll be ringing in fairly much shortly. Shortly? Don't call me shortly. Do you think it is? Well, because we can come back to it. But tech talk? Is that what you're talking about? You think it's that time? Now, since we're talking iPhones, or are you thinking of something else? I'm thinking of I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of tech time. Tech time? Tech time. Tech time. Tech time. <laughs> <laughs> dogs are up. Dogs up. All right, what do you got? Nothing. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I've got an interesting statistic that I found today. <laughs> talking of iPhones, it segues in beautifully. Two million Australians are considering ditching their fixed home phones to save money as Australia edges closer to becoming one of the world's first wireless economies, according to the Australian Communications and Media Authority. There are apparently 105 mobile phones for every 100 people. No, I I heard these figures also, JP. Amazing. um, I thought that was very interesting that the Indaily had managed to reprint that word for word from the Sydney Morning Herald, but no worries. Well, that's all right. They're probably an affiliate. Yeah, they probably are. It was probably an AAPT story anyway. However, I mean, where does that leave people like me? I mean, I'm not going to ditch the phone line because I simply need... The, you want I, the broadband. I need, I need... Well, I need the higher speed broadband and I also need the, the caps. Mm. You know, I need the 25 gig a month, not the three on the phone. So perhaps, you know, if you're a Word, Excel, PowerPoint user with a bit of browsing in mail, a three gig cap on the Optus 129 Timeless that we talked about last week... Yes, could actually be a good solution mm. with tethering turned on. Mind you, I've found out how to hack that. Oh. But you didn't hear that, viewers. <clears throat> I said I found out how to hack it. Ah, you didn't say you'd done it. <coughs> yes. <coughs> that was a, <coughs> you know, <coughs> low. <coughs> Let's not talk about that. Cough. Snow leopard last Friday. Um, yes. Not last Friday, the Friday before. Friday before. Um, you're as predicted sport, as, on Radio Hotline. And, and boy, did it uh, did it sell out the door, but... It did. I mean, I tell you, I'm not real happy with it, and I've just decided that even though uh, the discs have arrived, I'm not putting it in my computer. And Fair 6.1 has already been seeded yes. to developers, which shows, you know, mm. traditional process of bug fixing. We think we've got it right, but then we've realised we actually haven't. So, there's uh, still a lot of... There's still a lot of weirdness. And the biggest weirdness for me... Yep is what they've done with QuickTime. And QuickTime has been a very low-level 
like transport mechanism for yes. video, audio, MIDI, speech. The whole bit, iTunes is flash, like, and they have take it. they're taking away all sorts of support. And what's more, the, the, quick on VR, quick on VR. One of the core technologies that Apple promoted that if you want to play a QuickTime VR movie after uh, once you're running on Snow Leopard 10.6, it will say you'll have to run it under QuickTime 7. So there's like two players. Yeah. It's very odd, which in which basically says to me that the QuickTime X, whatever they call it that, yeah. architecture, is really not ready for prime time. Because you shouldn't be telling people how to go back and, 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 and you know, like, why do we have to learn this over again? True. Like, we know the fast key commands. We, we should be able to deliver this properly. It's, it, it's sort of silly. So, from a workflow point of view, it's going to break everything. If I had another machine, again, mm. third machine, I, that was like an Intel Mac, I'd install it on, I would, but I, I've, I've now become, you know, used to the two So, machines. do you think that... I'm just trying to think outside the square a little bit here. Do you think that maybe this new QuickTime technology and what may be underneath it that we're not even seeing yet could have anything to do with the potential for the new iPods that are supposedly going to get released this week and for the tablet that may be released in the new year. Absolutely, viewers. You heard it here first again. Look, we have to tell you, September 9, there will be an iPod refresh. And um, I think so with uh, three megapixel cameras. Now, that, mm. that's quite true, JP. And video. I, I, didn't, I didn't think of that uh, specifically. Um, but I'm glad you brought it up. I think, yeah, that... They're obviously positioning that. I would suggest that that, that operating the, system, the ulterior and, motive, and a fast patch yep. at, at ten point six point one to be able to support that. That uh, a few things have been found in ten point six that really uh, reinforce the concept that there will be a tablet. Yep. Um, under previously under the international system preference, there was a. Uh, a, a little button which is called keyboard view which yes. basically was like the equivalent of like keycaps in the old day yep. well it was only very miniaturised in 10.6 that now becomes full size oh really so it takes up the entire screen so when you think about it mm. and with it also moving to live under the keyboard control yeah. uh, system preferences touch screen, tab touch and as to say touch screens are Absolutely. us coming yeah. in the door without a doubt now, one of the other things, if you were, while we're having a little bit of a bitch and moan about uh, about this, <laughs> Bathurst. <clears throat> about Bathurst? No, about <laughs> Snow Leopard. I get out of this. The first, the first phone call we got the day after it was released was a was a good client, nice bloke. Um, my printer won't work anymore. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I've just installed Snow Leopard, and my printer won't work. Okay, so I haven't actually at this point in time, I haven't even seen it. So, okay. Because he's one of those customers that doesn't want to pay for support. Well, no, he's an early adopter, but he doesn't mind paying for support. In but fact, he should have backed up, up. He ended up paying um, later on in the day because we had to go around and basically um, chuff him back to uh, 10.5 because his printer is an Apple Talk device and Apple Talk's just disappeared. If you go to network, there is no Apple Talk anymore. No, no oh, box to tick. an Apple Talk printer. There are still Apple Talk printers, and there is still support in 10.6 for those devices. But when it's a third-party device, like a Canon or a Ricoh or whatever, their drivers aren't 10.6 compatible, and they were barely 10.5 compatible, and now there's no Apple Talk. What printer was What it? do you do? 
It's a Rico something or the other. Oh, well, look. Well, they're multifunctional. They, yeah. You want to get rid of those customers. But anyway, it's oh. just an interesting note again that for the second OS release in a row, Apple have basically rendered a whole heap of printers unusable. Thank God for that. So, there you go. That's, That's my it. bitch. Well, well, you'll, and conversely, Apple taught networking will be gaining huge sort of um what is it what do you mean you gain you come together market traction traction oh. oh in third world nations oh well it will definitely no without a doubt and you, but you'll be sending your stuff off won't you the, the, oh, all the time phrases <laughs> we've, we've seen Fast Somalia we've seen again. A few, um, <laughs> Have they been? A few containers before with Mac two CX. Are you hijacking them? Back? You know, no. Or do you you give wouldn't in? do that. Although I've got a few old consumables, I wouldn't mind getting rid of. Anyway, uh, what <laughs> for a C <laughs> for a C five two five color printer? No, for a laser writer NT. <laughs> There's more metal in that than there is in a Hyundai XL. No, no, if ever you want to talk about over engineering, now there's a product. Laser Rider 2NT and 2NTX. JP, uh, we have, before we get off the Snow Leopard, um, the Snow Leopard uh, idea or yep. concept, I've got to, you know, I've been a bit confused because they've been saying, look, this, the Snow Leopard, uh, it uh, introduces a 64-bit kernel. Yes. Um, yet, yet it's disabled on all MacBooks. I'm going, well, well, why is that? Well, it's because further delving. Yes has shown that the, the MacBooks can only address 4 gigabyte of RAM. Yes. Um, and 32 gigabyte of RAM, even though you can physically put 32 gigabyte of RAM in it, 32-bit applications only address 4 gigabyte because that's the equivalent, if you do the maths, 2 to the power of 32. Now with 64, 64-bit computing, 2 to the 64th, Ooh. that allows you 16 billion gigabytes or... or Wait for a new term coming up. Uh-huh. 16 exabytes of RAM. Went to the exabytes. 1.8 exponent 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You've the, done your homework. Yeah, I have. But, but what I'm trying to work out is like Apple's come along and said, look, we're all got this beautiful 64-bit architecture. But, you know, the current, the current machines can physically only handle 16 terabytes of RAM. That's all that Snow Leopard can support, which is 5,000. That's what they can support, but it's 500 times more than they can physically handle. Apple saying, hey, we don't know where computing's going in the future. True. So it's a bit of a big upsell for something that most people can't take advantage of. So mm-hmm. um, even though um, applications like the Finder, Mail, Safari, iChat and uh, iCal have been made 64-bit compliant. I guess it probably um, points more to the longevity of the potential or the potential longevity of the operating system. Look, it's far more likely that the network infrastructure is going to increase at a, at a greater speed to provide better cloud computing, that there's going to be a lighter load on the operating system on the client side. So it'll be doing, you know, proper, you know, there'll just be light-end clients accessing mm. everything um, over the web. And, and in fact, I tried Photoshop Express, the Photoshop yes, the, online editing the tool the other yeah. day, and I... I thought it was wasn't too bad. A customer said he didn't want to spend the money. Right. Well, he's a customer. And he's not a customer of yours. Right. Dia. 
<laughs> they went the next spot to buy his thing. Oh, did he? You found out, did you? He did, yeah, because they did such a great deal. Oh, and then he yeah. rang up and he says, Oh, he, oh no, he rang no me one. up to ask me for a check quote, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, and then he wanted, like, you know, well, I don't know, Photoshop. I said, Well, you can download a 30 day copy and then you can pay for it. He said, But it'll be $700. I said, Well, look, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's just how it is you know I'm not in the pricing up you can buy the low end version what is it photo, yeah. photo doc, photoshop yeah de- 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 whatever Fluff. it is basics well, elements we'll go online and photoshop do elements which 299 and what if they go oh but it took a while to upload what do you want I mean <laughs> what do these people want will they just go away well they want everything now for nothing well they can't I know they can't and they shouldn't very disrespectful alright so we're getting back to the cars again? Mm-hmm. I think we probably should. Mm. Now we've had a bit of tech. No, a little bit of tech and cars. Oh, tech oh. and cars. Ooh. See that thing up there? PlayStation 3. Yes. I've been terribly ripped off, I feel, JP. Well, there's a new slimline one now. I yeah, but I, what does it matter? There's nothing to play on it. <laughs> well, it's just there's less of a dust collector. Right. No, the point is that I bought it simply because I wanted to play... Um, like Gran Turismo 5. Well, Gran Turismo 5, they, all they did was come out the friggin' prologue. That's right. And that, that was yeah. in March 08. Mm. They haven't come out with the main gig. And, still? Uh, so, no. Still, no. Because you know uh, what a great follower of games I'm not. I checked their website. Uh, Polyphonic or something or other like yeah. that. Chris, Chris, Mr. Chris, can you sort it out? Central.com, thank you. Uh, show notes. Um and uh, he, uh, they'd said, um, look, we're just about to do a PSP version, which is available at the beginning of October. Oh, I don't want to do PSP, PSP. either. I want Why would you want that? If you've got a PlayStation. Stop it. I want big screen stuff. So exactly. I think that we've been all been screwed over by not only by Gran Turismo suppliers, because yes. there's nothing there. Um, Sony hasn't been really pushing it as well. well. And you don't hear... Well, up until, as I say today, that when I heard an ad for... Four hundred something dollars for us, the new Slimline PlayStation Three, which obviously they're promoting pre-Christmas. Um, yes, I haven't heard anything PlayStation oriented for ages. It's actually an iPhone download. It's a and it's a full emulator on the phone. Is that right? No, <laughs> you idiot. Forza Three is coming yeah. for Xbox, and I'll tell you, they have the full Nordschleife. <laughs> is that right? They do, as well as runs around the Amalfi Coast, yeah. Montserrat in Spain, and the American Southwest, complete with hot dog stops. Is that right? Yep. Uh, and Southwest. they've uh, introduced their supercars, have uh, put eight of their cars into it, uh, including um, uh, yeah, Steve Richards yes. in a Holden, and uh, <laughs> Russell Hill in a, a, a Mitsubishi uh, Peugeot Citroën <laughs> Skater. <laughs> <laughs> Russell's re-signed. Re-signed with Skoda. <laughs> yeah, with Skoda. Yeah. Yeah. So, re-signed yeah. with his wife. <laughs> oh, with the Paul Morris. He's re-signed Paul with Paul Morris. Morris. What for? For next year. What's he doing next year with him? Oh, he's still oh, racing, racing cars. supercars, you wally. Wally. Well, 400 cars in the, uh, the new Forza 3 game uh, due out. Whatever. Got to be, Got to be early than the... Uh, PlayStation game. Well, it'll be before Christmas, won't it? Well, you know, I just go, look, I mean, I've got a. What am I doing? PlayStation 2 there, PlayStation 3, the old Xbox. What am I going to do? Do I want to buy an Xbox 360? No, I don't know. You know, the Xbox 360 came in. I read an article last week. The most unreliable piece of crap that there is as far as gaming consoles are concerned. 
No, but it did it, it ranked lowest in the reliability scales for gaming consoles. So there you go. Not very good uh, yeah. at all. Well, allegedly. Well, WRC has uh, arrived in Australia again, mm. but for the first time on the East Coast, being run out of Mwilumba, but it hasn't been without its trouble, JP. What's been happening? Well, I'll tell you now, there was a, um, a huge kerfuffle with the greenies. Well, supposed greenies. Not frogs again. No. 50 people being nasty on the mm. side of a road at mm. drivers saying go home. Uh, also, gates being put across the road, of which uh, uh, Mika Hervin went straight through and smashed the gate. Yeah. And uh, Sebastian Loeb was re- detained behind an unmarked car which pulled off from the bushes and then went at 10 kilometres an hour and then kept swerving in front of him. And, um, Is that right? Which means that, obviously, Loeb was travelling at about 20 when he came up to him, otherwise that car would have been yeah. all the way to Mullumbimby. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, the police got Not involved, Polair, the riot squad, and um, um, Media Mike. Media. Coming down and say that the, the event would be better off down here. Well, of course, as it would be. You know, media might wouldn't miss that opportunity. Well, the, the event was won by Sebastian Loeb. Which is good. Or was it? Uh-huh. Well, post-race scrutineering showed uh-huh. an irregularity with the front word. roll bar. Irregularity. Front, front roll bar of the uh, Citroën C4s. The top four, three cars were given a one-minute penalty, which elevated... Mika Hervinen to win the event and Sebastian Loeb to second place, muttering under his breath that I may be better off to go Formula One racing, which I suppose we'll be able to talk about a little bit later. Maybe. So, WRC. I uh, had a bit of a chat to Linda about it. Yes, and she and really what she to say? Didn't want to talk about it. Really? Okay. Be like that. Yes. Well. Paul Morris Motorsport and Triple uh, A. Yes. What about it? Well, I told you about that last week. Yeah, no, but they've, got a, they've got a tie-up, and that was part of that. that was actually part of the same press release, I believe, that said that Russell had re-signed. They've um, they've basically got an agreement. No, 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 but, that, no, but there's a technology transfer going on yeah, there, obviously, because now the with because with, Holden, with, yeah, because Triple Eight moving into the Holden chassis, they're yes. going to use Paul Morris Motorsports' expertise yes. in engine building to transfer back over. And like, here, you get a front wishbone, we'll get an engine. Thanks very yeah. much. Yeah, well, so. That's what we said last week. Okay. (laughs) Frank Gardner. Frank Gardner? Frank Gardner. Frank Gardner died. He of the cloth hat. He died. When? Oh, oh, this is a beautiful one, viewers. This is a goodie. JP's been following. Frank Gardner died a week ago. Where was I? Not obviously paying, under a rock somewhere. Not paying attention uh, at all, um, and um, I'd just like to say that you know that's well, that's terrible news. You've really, you've really blown me away with that. Fail, Frank. Dad. Frank with the Terry Telling hat. Yeah. Yes, uh, he was. Uh, I didn't really know I how significant a, Frank Garden had been a, in international uh, racing, and had actually re- had had. Uh, Got his way all all the way through to, to Formula One. He was very big in the the Tasman and Tasman series, yeah. series, and did some Le Mans racing as well. But we probably came across him, JP, uh, when he ran the BMW operations here in Australia. That's with right. Diet Coke drivers, the first Jeffrey time. Brabham, 
and Paul Morris. Which is the first time I got a, a, a good eye out of him when we were at Bathurst in 1984 or something. He was a thing. fairly gruff him kind of a guy. Yeah, he but was. But uh, very iconic and then was behind the Benson and Hedges sponsored yep. uh, M, the first M3s, which were real giant kills with Alan Jones and Denny Hill. Yep. Was also, I think, you know, actually died at the wheel of that car at... Yeah. Uh, Going sailing down Conrad he one did. day. That's right. It just oh, when he just feared, feared yeah. slightly into the wall and just went, look, I've just mm. slightly broken a taillight and died. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ran the uh, Sierra team for uh, Longhurst too. So uh, in that Sierra that uh, that was Benson Hedges' sponsor. Well, viewers, let us know if you think he's paying paying attention, JP. Oh, um, shut up. The, Russell Crowe has been made the voice of V8 Supercar. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> he got the boy. BFD. Viewers. Yeah. Only winner. What's that all about? What's it all about having Russell Crowe paying a lot of money? Well, why are we paying money to him? Hasn't he got some band or something? Hasn't he got something else to six do? Six foot of grunt. Bloody rabbitos will be Take coming around. I'll put be, a C in it. Be, anyway. They'll be rabbitos, won't they? They'll be rabbitos. Well, yeah, well, because he young, young's a team, isn't he? Oh, well, Half owns a team for, or something. I'm going to look for a shot here. Oh, I, well, I bet we'll find rabbitos. Rabbitos. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows Find what's going to happen from there? Well, I see the... Um, Tony Cochran's come out on the weekend and said that there will be he, 16... He finally said he's gay. <laughs> no, it didn't mean he'd come out and... Come out. <laughs> he's come out on the weekend and said there it's will be... It's a while, isn't it? 16 <laughs> rounds. That slippery shotty. <laughs> 16 rounds of V8 Supercar Championships next year. <laughs> 16? 16 rounds of yeah. V8 Supercar Championships. <laughs> Have you, got, have you got that fully shut out? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> But he's not telling where it is, but I believe that that announcement's going to be made uh, this week anyway. Um, so I reckon by the time you get to uh, Melbourne, uh, on when are you going? Thursday or Friday? Wednesday? I reckon the announcement will be Wednesday. made. So, he's not, so he didn't say where it was. He just said that there's definitely going to be 16. And while we're talking of, uh, of 16 for next year... This year, finally, the Gold Coast Super GP has got a naming rights sponsor to replace the. Um, well, Nikon was drink. last year. It was Nikon, Nikon again. Was sponsor, who's the yep. sponsor this year? Nikon. There you go. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> you guessed it well. <laughs> Nikon. It's Nikon. Nikon. Yeah, only if you're a septic. Well, septic Nikons. <laughs> <laughs> What are you throwing your hands up for? A little dish was made the other day. It's it's food time, viewers. And oh, I'll tell it? you, are we on food now? Feeling a little hungry, feeling like a little bit of a snack, a little something salty for you to enjoy just before dinner time. Well, dried anchovies are the go, but don't tell anyone up front they're dried anchovies. Nip on, a, well, don't nip on, but the, <laughs> nip on. <laughs> disappear over to you. Asian food store and get a packet of dried anchovies. They'll probably be about two bucks for 100 grams and that's all you need. Take them out of the packet, viewers. Put them in a colander and shake them around nicely so that all the little skinny bits disappear. And then you basically, basically have... Are you them at the time or you just shaking them around? I'm shaking them around. Right. Okay. I'm not so it's still around. dry? They're dry, but yep. they're just like getting rid of like yep. the loose skin. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Much like you having a shower in the right. morning. 
a bit of descaling. Descaling, exactly. Right. And then uh, put them into a separate bowl. Meanwhile, in a small saucepan, a tablespoon of light soy, a tablespoon of mirin, Japanese wine, uh-huh. sweet Japanese wine, and a teaspoon of caster sugar. Just blend that together and bring it up. Not, Don't boil it. Just warm it ever so slightly. Now, if you're lucky and like like us at Radio Hot Lap World Headquarters, where we have the uh, huge outdoor, exp- expansive JP. Expansive. Oh, <laughs> Yaki Barbecue. It is expensive. Which has had a bit of a rev up on the weekend, and these were verified. Uh, um, heat up and put them on there. Yeah. Just the just the the, um, the anchovies. Yeah. Call them, tell them, tell your friends if they don't like anchovies, tell them they're sardines. They won't know the difference. Or white bait. Or white bait. Which has got a little bit brown. <laughs> That's right. And, 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 and roast Bird them. Bait. Roast them on the top there with a, a good, you know, a good tablespoonful of sesame seeds. Just oh, yeah. keep turning them, crackle around, yeah, and yeah. there's a little bit of moisture content in there. After a couple of minutes, pour the liquid that you've created in the saucepan onto it with a bit of Japanese sesame oil or, or good sesame oil. Kaching, two minutes, and into a bowl. Well, I'll tell you, viewers, they were. Sound they good. were very, very good. They were crispy. They were salty, but not too salty. And if you were to run a restaurant, a bar, they are your cheapest giveaway on Bastard. Friday night because everyone's going to come back for another drink immediately. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I thought that's it. Yeah, I'll pay that. That's very good. Uh, that's it for me. Is that all you got? Yeah. Well, so while you're talking about food, I mean, we're obviously, we're now on food, so we should probably talk about... Um, uh, Father's Day stuff that you got on Father's Day because you didn't get anything. Yeah, oh, well, you would have actually. No, I contested. Oh, well, there you go. You did. Well, I did. So, you what, know, did, what did you get? About that. What I got, I'll tell you what I got. Hey, hang on a sec. Hey, JP, what did you get for Father's Day, mate? I got this deluxe. It's a barbecue, thing. it's barbecue oriented. Excellent. It's and my daughter got it for me, and it is a branding iron. And it's ooh, and no, it's, it's hiding. not hiding under there. That's something else. Ooh. I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but it's a branding iron. And it's got all these little letters on it, and you can make up slogans. So you can make up your name for your steak, or you can... I'm going to do shut up and eat, right? Yeah, here's your fucking steak. Yeah, that's it. You can do that. And you just basically... It's like Dymo for steaks. It is. You can actually put slogans on every steak you dish up. (laughs) It's steak P-touch. Yeah, it is. You wouldn't want to be going changing the letters Branding in between doing the first bloke and the second bloke because you burn your fingers. But if, if you're happy to give everybody the same slogan, I reckon I'm going to have a laugh with it. I think it's going to be really good. <laughs> and she got me one of these little bendy... Have you seen these bendy barbecue lights? No. You clamp it on the side of the barbecue, LED, four little uh, AA batteries, and you get light on your, on your barbie, like a little spotlight. With a gooseneck that you can bend around. So you can keep a close eye on the steaks. So that was very good. But then I also got... Don't leave Steve Ellery out of it. I got something else. And I got these. Are you ready for this? I'm hiding. What is it? Look at that. Look. Top Gear Formula One car chocolates. Chocolate sticks. (laughs) Aren't they cute? Where did you get that from? Oh, PLM. Oh, really? Is yeah, it, did, is PLM it for us? Did he say it's for us? Do you have no, he didn't. Say? But as soon as I got them, I said, oh, I've got to take these for the show. So we're going to break one in now, viewers. 
They're little tiny, the Top Gear Racing Grid 8 Milk Chocolate Racing Cars. And they're pommy chocolate, so they should be all right. There you go, Johnny. Thank you, Chapo. And they're just pure, proper little miniature Formula One cars. But, but, but you know, I, 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 I have a bit of a problem about this already. Bit, so I don't know who's, bring, who's bringing this to me. Is this Ben Collins that's come to ride to drive with the... Um, well, with, uh, with uh, we don't. Uh, uh, Kelly. With the Kelly Racing. Or is it Michael Schumacher? No, Who I saw, I saw Michael Schumacher. They took the helmet off. It was my yeah. God! Do you think they paid him at the last minute not to get stopping. Michael Schumacher in? Do you think Michael Schumacher's never been driving? I think he just wanted to get a bit publicity personally. Do you think he really was? Mm. What? what? Mm. Nice chocolate. Get his chin in. Mm. So, do you think Ben Collins is it then? Well, could be. Who cares? What? But we need to know. As long as he can drive and. Well, now that the stick's yeah. been exposed, who, who can the next stick be? Don't know. Well, where, where does that leave stig? It is stig, nostigmatism. Nostigmatism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I'll have my chocolate later. Well, all I can say is it's a good job he's not a beetle, otherwise he'd be a, a stig insect. <laughs> what do you mean by that? A beetle's an insect. Stig. Stick insect? No, never mind. But you're saying like... Lost on you. Is it, no, something to do with chocolate and, and the show and Birdie Beetle. Is Birdie, Be- Birdie Beetle? Well, Birdie Beetle. We're in show. Out, we're comes show. Out you mean show. as in the Royal Adelaide show that's on at the moment? The famous Birdie Beetle. Once a year I was only yep. around. Show bags. Yep. I've show got bags, a bag organised. You did? Yep. And it's been sent... No, no, I'm sending time. it over to Nicole. <laughs> and uh, I, I've eaten everything and I've just sent her the wrappers. And the bag. She really likes she birdie. Bag. She likes birdie beetle. Oh, right. I thought, yeah. you know, she'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll like that. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be better, you'd be waiting for the phone call, won't you? What for? Which phone call? Uncle, when the bag arrives with all the wrappers in it. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. You're done? Yeah, I'm done too, I reckon. Just well, then that's the end of episode yeah. 125 of Radio Hotline. 125 Snakes Another Alive. Milestone Another milestone in digital publishing, JP. <laughs> you say that oh. so nicely. What? Congratulations, International Pauly. Oh, And absolutely. Jennifer uh, yes. for uh, the arrival of Cooper. That's right. Their son. Who was somewhat overcooked and bloody enormous. And he did a huge <laughs> media performance. He it was did. interesting that... That he should arrive the day that I've gone to the Coopers Balaclava Day. Mm. Uh, and viewers, you, you should have a try of the new Coopers European oh, style. That's the one we were talking about. Is it nice? Pilsner. Uh, uh, it's lovely. Oh, good. Um, at coopers62.com.au. Uh, um, yeah, launched this week. Yep. I should have to go and buy some. Or is Glenn going to. Uh Send a carton round, Johnny. Glenn was away in Canada, yep. and I spent the day with uh, his uh, daughter and, and and son, Rachel and, and Andrew, and a few other people there. It was it was all it was all pretty good. I, I did tell you that I would go up there and uh, I, and stay sober. I'd either get laid or slapped. So you got slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>